Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you, and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. Sometimes you just meet somebody and you know right away, like, I could hang out with this person. Well, that's today's guest. Georgette Pascal has over 25 years' experience in PR, marketing, and communications. She launched her company, sold it, and then relaunched a brand new company entitled G, focusing on assisting entrepreneurs and small businesses in any industry to accomplish their goals. I had her on here because she's just a really fun, cool person. We got together after we met at a networking event. We spent an hour nonstop talking and laughing, and I knew she was someone who I wanted in my inner circle. So Georgette Pascal is coming here today to talk about how making disruptor decisions is the key to your happiness. Let's jump in. Georgette, welcome. Thank you for having me, Renee. I'm so excited. I was just before I we hit record, I was like, we were adjusting our our, <laughs> our stuff. <laughs> Not that anyone's watching right now, but if they did, they'd see a whole lot of like cleavage or something. So Oh great. I have to sit with my shoulders back today. Anyway, <laughs> how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. And for the upcoming conference, I'm excited. So yeah. Oh, look at that. Plugging it already. So we'll, we'll get there, but we'll start with, I when I recorded the intro a few minutes ago, one of the things that I said was, and it feels so true, is like we met at a networking event and we were in this room filled with people and we yeah. chatted for a few minutes and i'm like that's my like that's that's my posse right there like she is someone who i could hang out with and yes. like and i you know it's just some people that you click like that yes. and some you don't and it was just like oh we have to uh we have to kind of get together and do our thing. And we got together. We had this like awesome lunch and we laughed and chatted and there was never like a quiet moment. So yeah. I imagine the podcast will be very similar. Exactly. I love it. Oh, and it's a pleasure. I just, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I just glommed on to just the whole women empowerment, she who wins, but as well as what you're doing, you know, with your law firm, it's, it's just amazing. You know, what's amazing to me is that the, for the not long that we have actually known each other, you have like been, I mean, this is talking about being like a cheerleader of women. You've been like, yes, I'm in, let me sponsor, let me do all the things, let me help. And that's amazing. So where does that come from? You know, I think, uh, honestly, it's my dad. Here's what's so kismet. He's been gone six years Mm -hmm. today, which is wild. And he had a crazy work ethic. None of my family went to college or anything like that. So it was all crazy work ethic. And I think trying to really do what's in the moment is really maybe at my age, the stage of my career, everything I've gone through at that point in that, you know, just inter, it's that intersection of just, you know what, there's some things you should try and see what sticks and not be so rigid. Hmm. You know? So let's let's bring it back because you have done so much in your life. You are 
first of all, you're a boxer. Like, hello, that's a that's a disruptor decision right there. But you have grown a business, you've sold it, you started a new business. So can yeah. you just give um, all of the listeners a little bit of what like what's your background? Tell me a little bit just about what you did for work and when you decided to change that all up, flip it on its head and do something new, because I think that is amazing in and of itself. As, as are you, my dear. But yes, no, I mean, very quickly, you know, I grew up in Connecticut. I didn't have a lot of money. So I went to state school. I went to FIT, which is a fashion school and um, kind of went for styling and fashion. But I like to talk, as you'll see. And um, I ended up getting a Marcom degree. So went into marketing communications along with kind of the creative side, because I'm also a creative and um, ended up interning at a PR firm and just fell in love with it because it was all about connecting people, which is literally what I love to do like every day of my life. So I was like, I think it's for me. So anyway, I did a ton of PR, um, Silicon Valley back in the heyday and, you know, e-commerce and corporate at huge agencies, um, all of that stuff. I fell into healthcare PR right after 9-11 and I simply fell in love with it because it was working with all these crazy surgeons and amazing patients and really feeling like you were making a difference. Um, knew I could do it a better way, a different way instead of brick and mortar. And I actually started one of the first virtual PR firms, um, almost 20 years ago when people, you know, this was pre pandemic before anyone was working from home or any of that, but it was just something that suited me in terms of giving more value to my clients and not having a lot of overhead, which people at the time were like, you're crazy. Um, like they're saying today. But mm-hmm. I think the crazy ones are the ones, you know, who make who make a lot. So anyway, we basically, you know, started the healthcare PR firm. We morphed into a full-fledged um, PR digital marketing agency. I sold it last year to an amazing company and stayed on in corporate and just kind of got the entrepreneur bug again because it's just in my soul and in my blood. And um, I decided to become a personal business ally, which um, I know that sounds crazy to some people, but... Um, it's more, I'm not really a fan of the word consultant. And I really wanted to give back and help solopreneurs and small businesses get from A to B with any struggles they had in a really bespoke way. Um, because I didn't see a lot of people doing that. So any industry kind of, you know, creating a de facto marketing team or helping with a mission statement or, you know, any kind of vendor relations, client relations, um, I really enjoy helping people like that. So um, I formed G, which is my nickname, um, a few months back. And uh, yeah, being a boxer kind of saves my sanity, being a single mom of three teens who are amazing. But, um, you know, we all have crazy schedules. Um, not the glorified busy that you and I, you know, thought of 10 years ago. So I never say that a good busy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. I've taken a lot of risks, obviously, just in the way I built a business and sold it and then started a new one. It's still not easy. Um, you know, whether you've started one or 20 businesses, it's always a challenge in some way. But I love that. And I know someone like you does as well. So that's a probably too long description of who I am right now. No, that's perfect. But you did leave out one thing. You what? left out that you pet all the dogs. Yes. <laughs> because when I saw that in your bio, I'm like, that's why. That's yes. why we connect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I mean, literally I will be, I was just running from a meeting and I really lock eyes with dogs and cars more than humans. And I think, <laughs> Me think too. I'm crazy, but I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. You know? And my kids are like, you're, t- you're, t-. but yes, I mean, dogs are, dogs are life. Boxing is great. My kids are great. 
you know, um, it's busy, but it's also in a weird way, even though I'm not making what I made or have the identity I had, which is something I talked to someone else um, about before, which we can discuss later, you know, I'm still very happy because of the risks I've taken. And um, it's hard, but it's also so rewarding, right? I mean, that's, it, that's a major decision that you made because yeah. you have job security. Yes. You know, like I can stay here and continue to do this thing and I would be just fine. And you chose like, what was the light bulb moment for you where you said, you know what, it's time for me to walk away and shift and pivot and do something different. You know what? Such an amazing company that I sold my company to. And honestly, I just felt like I've taken my baby to where I could take my baby. And I feel like that's now you guys can do even a better job at taking my baby somewhere else so I can adopt more babies and have more babies. Not real ones, don't worry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> definitely in menopause, as you'll see. So definitely not that. But what I'm saying, and I know you get that, girl, but you know, it's more, it's more, it's just letting things be the way they are. I think when you get to be a certain age and you see how things develop and how short life really is, not to be cheesy, you're kind of like, okay, let me do what's going to make me happy so I can create and just even the small little nuances that I've had working with these amazing solopreneurs the past few months. Yeah, I haven't made anything, but it's not about that. It's more seeing them succeed and seeing they have someone in their corner and giving back a little is amazing. And I don't regret any of that. I think it's more let them do their job well so I can do my job well and start something else because that's truly who I am, you know? And that's, so you've been at this new gig for how long? Is it less than a year, right? Oh yeah. It's probably, you know, I have, I'm so impatient. I'm like, oh my God, it's been a year. It's been like four months. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally since October, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been so, I mean, that's just impatient. Gee, this is why I'm a creative. And yes, I was a CEO and a founder, but I'm also shiny ball. Let's do fun things. You know, let's try different things. Yeah. Um, so it's very new. Um, but it's been fun to evolve it and do so many different things within this one entity, G, whether it's, I just formed a group, um, for middle-aged parents of teens because there's nothing out there for support. And, you know, so I'm, I'm able to do all these various things that I love doing, speaking opportunities, what have you under one umbrella of things I'm actually good at because there's so many people that are good at so much of what we're not, right? This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal-getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. Okay, then. So true or false, yes. once you get to a certain age then everything is over. Hell no. Oh my gosh. I feel more alive. It might sound kind of cliche, but this is kind of, I say my second act, which is also super cliche, but more of what I'm able to do to give back because of what I don't care about as much and what I do yeah. and the clarity I see in how people operate because I am such a loyalist and I'm that Italian loyalist. It's like, I'm going to change people, whether it's workplace or whatever, for years, you know, whether it doesn't matter, personal relationships, you and I have talked about this. Um, and now I'm learning, don't, you know, you don't have to waste your time on that, not because you don't care, yeah. but you do have to go more where the energy is and where you're called to really show your talents. Because 
life is short. And I feel like I have, I can make so much more of an effect um, over the next few years, just in terms of my energy, my attitude and how excited I am to help people, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I love that you were just so transparent to be like, hey, I haven't made money yet because we oh. see like we're on social media and we see all, everyone talking about like there are seven figures and all of this stuff. Well, the truth is building a business takes years to actually yes. see a profit. Yeah. Most people don't flip the switch and immediately start watching the income roll right. in. It takes a lot of time and hard work. And you know what? And that's what I've seen. And I know you and I are, are kindred spirits on this. And people were like, oh, you're lucky. You, you know, sold this other company. You'll be fine. Your debt's fine. You know, and that's fine. I love a challenge or whatever the haters. It does, I, I don't care. It's just interesting because there still is that and you still have to work really hard and things have changed a lot. And even if it's not brick and mortar, I mean, not a lot is anymore. So service or whatever it might be, you still have to work really hard to gain the trust in new industries and new pathways. But that's what makes it exciting for people like me, because I don't want to do that nine to five, you know, Um, I want to just do kind of what hits me at the time, you know, and be creative. But yeah, I mean, I know that and I know I'm in a position that I don't have to worry about it right now. But I'm the weird thing is, and you and I talk about this, it's like the steak emoji, I'm still as hungry as ever. And I'm like, okay, no one knows who I am outside of this industry for 20 years. But I still know I can provide some value and it really is about helping and watching people succeed, which is what America's about, right? So that's kind of how I see it. I, you know, you said something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to call her out on this because you're like, I don't want the nine to five. I would willing to put money on the fact that you probably work a hell of a lot more than nine yeah. to five. You're like, I just want to do it on my own 12 hours, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, in the 12 hours that work for me, I mean, that's what I do yeah. a lot of my reels about is, you know, productivity work versus, you know, kind of how you're working. You know, we talked so much during the pandemic about where you work and hybrid working. Now it's going more towards when do you work best and how are you yeah. most productive? And do you need a 35, you know, page slide deck on something that maybe doesn't need that, that you can maybe talk through for five minutes and then do a goal. I think what's wonderful is it's really taught so many people the past few years to, like I said, live in the moment more and not worry so much about the 20 year plan. We need that in big businesses, scalability, I get it. But we also have to be nimble and adjust to what's happening now. So we don't miss opportunities. And we grow something that we know is authentic. I think people get stuck in that space where I'm the kind of person who could say, okay, we got to get from A to B. Now we got to do this, you know, and, and help. So I think that's a big part of it too. You know, are you, you speak so confidently, but as you, as you made the decision to switch things up, like were you, did you have moments where you had doubt or uh, imposter syndrome or like, oh shit, what did I do? Like every day about that? Yeah. Every day, every minute, you know, I just talked to, again, um, a great friend of mine who you, you need to meet. She was a very, um, very senior in a marketing role. And um, she actually left, became sober from everything, left LA and started a ranch with all these animals and is literally like, it's such a transition. I talked to her today and I said, how do you feel? And she goes, you know what, G, I, you know, the identity thing is hard. And that was very hard for me because that was my company. Like that was, you know, like for years. So I was always associated with that, even though I have a life and children and all that, it doesn't matter. You become a big part of that from a culture standpoint. So that's been really tough because now it's like, 
that's not there, you know? And I'm like, okay, not that I don't have an identity. I don't mean it like that at all, but it is a very big switch from being somewhere forever and then saying, I'm starting this thing. And trust me, I've had so many people, you know, boo-hoo it. Like, why would you help entrepreneurs? They have no money. It's, you know, and I'm like, because with the speaking and, and what I want to provide, I know this is something that can help. And I know this is the way business is trending. Everything's cyclical. And I know, you know, more executive type help, whether freelance or whatever, you know, is needed right now to make people feel confident, you know? So yes, I mean, every day I'm kind of like, what am I doing? And then I'll have this idea and I'll implement it in the moment because my thing has always been action over ideas as much as possible because why not, right? Um, But oh gosh, so much for today. And I am honest with my kids about it too. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? But then you get that spark again, you get that steak emoji and you say, okay, like, I know this is a good idea. Maybe I have to pivot a lot. And, you know, I'm launching a website next week. It'll probably be totally different in two months because that's Georgia, <laughs> right? But that's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, I think that's the other thing. It's we've learned at our age in business, like you have to have one niche and do one thing and stay in one lane. And you don't, you can do yeah. teaching and speaking and one-on-one stuff and make that something if you're passionate about it. And I think that's what's kind of beautiful with different entrepreneurs these days is, where you can really help, right? Instead of trying to fill in something and sit at a desk that maybe doesn't work, right? I, I it's um, it, you speak you speak to my heart, and we talked about this because I I spent twenty years as a litigator, and I'm like, you know what? So I was a damn good litigator, and I knew what I was doing, and I did it well. Yeah. And then shifting to this, like, hey, this thing doesn't fill me up anymore, so let me do this other thing, and yeah. I want to be a speaker, and that's freaking scary because it's like I haven't seen the success with it as like I had the twenty years of doing one oh, thing. Hey. You know, because after you do something for a while, you start to get good at it. You t- you yes. figure out the way, the path. And so anything new where you're a beginner at is really yeah. scary, especially when you're not like, oh, I'm young. I, you know, I'm new at this. No, like it's a lot. Know? It's a lot of humble pie. And it's a yeah. lot of people, maybe, you know, you and I have talked about this, not that you look for, you know, reciprocation, but there's a lot of people you've done things for said, oh my gosh, I have all these people when you start that business, you know, and then it's the people you don't expect who maybe helped you. Like I had an old intern who she said I impacted her and she like tried to send me a lead and like that meant more than anything. And I think that's where we're at because it's very humbling to be like, okay, I didn't get a response to that. Interesting. Yeah. Not because you're conceited or vain or just because it's been a way of life that's a part of you intrinsically for freaking two decades. So of course, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of doubt. And that's why I like doing my intimate events with like entrepreneurs at different stages, because everyone has challenges with communications or whatever at any stage, because you don't like, do you want to grow? Do you not want to grow? You know? So um, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard, but I think that's what keeps you or people like us motivated for the steak emoji of like, okay, like, no, I know this is a good idea. I'll do something else, you know? I don't think I've I've ever used the steak emoji, but I may start to use it from now on forever and ever. Is there even a steak emoji? There is. I don't even know. Sometimes, <laughs> I, you know what? Sometimes it's like I'm unboxing or something and I'll put it on there. But I think it's like being hungry and humble at almost mm. 50 is super cool, super scary, super freaky. Lots of other things going on. Three teens, menopause. I mean, whoa, craziness. But... 
I'm like, why not? Right. I mean, you, you sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And those risks are kind of like, even when they don't work out, it's okay. It's totally okay. Now where I, maybe I would have crumbled 10 years ago, but now I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I know, I know what I need to do. I don't, it doesn't even phase me like rejection or, or taking risks and failing yes. does not even create a blip in my day anymore. Yep. Yep. I just kind of like shrug my shoulders. I'm like, yep. all right, like what's the next thing? Okay. That, that wasn't for me. Yep. It doesn't mean anything. Or I'll know? have digital folks try and pitch me to work with me and say, oh my gosh, you don't have enough followers. You need to do this. You didn't buy followers. You... And I'm like, but that's not the way I want to do Like, There's other ways to do marketing with old school, new school. Like we can yeah. be the OGs of not you know, being too crazy, but just the client service being malleable. I feel like a lot of, I don't know if you see this, but a lot of young entrepreneurs are like, I can only do it for this price. I can only do it on this day. And that's it. And it's like, I get that. But I think also being a bit nimble and you know, understanding sometimes you have to adapt to have people be a fan of your work, improve yourself, you know, of course, know your worth. I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? It's, it's okay sometimes to, to do that. I don't see that a lot sometimes, you know, it's, it's very like, I'm not doing it then if they can't give me this for the day, you know, and it's like, okay, like that's All cool right. too. So I'm going to totally open a can of worms that I'm do probably it. going to like regret, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. So because you just brought something up and there is something that we that I have been seeing out there of like um, people talking about boundaries. Boundaries are always good. They're great to hold on to them and have them and enforce them. But then this like um, I, exactly what you're talking about. It's like this rigidness around rigidness. like work and their expectation of, I mean, we hear the term quite quitting in that, you know, and there is some validity to it, but there's this concept of like expecting lack of, lack of grittiness around it. Like, do you know where I'm going with this? I'm going to snake emoji girl, but yeah, (laughs) seriously, no, I, it's so crazy. Even getting my, I mean, my trying to get my washing machine fixed for the past, I mean, whatever it is, life, what I mean, I see how hard my three teens work at school, you know, like college prep, driving school. I mean, they are jobs. It's, and then I see these people who, and I'm not judging them a certain generation. It's more, okay, guys, I'm trying to tell you as someone who's been around the block, like you don't have to take all my advice, but if you're this rigid on a timeline and I can't get something, you know, you, you've got to learn that that's okay. And you might have to Sunday do an hour of work and, I apologize, I guess, but like, it's not, sometimes it's, it's unavoidable. And there is really a, there's very process driven stuff and I get it. You need it in big organizations or stuff, but I also feel like in small teams, you don't have to be that rigid about communication with the group when you need to be on for clients. Everything is scalable to how people want to work. And there's so much wasted time like, well, I did this big, beautiful, fancy proposal and they, you know, and it's like, well, they didn't want 20 graphics. They just wanted to know the price and and get to a point of talking it out, you know, and it's not a can of worms. It makes me a little sad and I try. Um, and I, I learn from people too. So this isn't to say I'm right at everything. You know, I learned yeah. from so many young entrepreneurs, but I do think that being flexible and maybe it's like the lawyer in you and kind of the marketer in me where you have to have that is really missing from a lot of people these days. And again, stand your ground, be assertive, but 
sometimes, you know, if you really want the client, it's okay to, to take a little dip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to show up, even if it's like, even if you're out of, you know, your out of office message is on X amount of days per week. Sometimes you still have to just show up and respond on that day when it's supposed to be like your day that you turn off. Totally. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you were, you know, I'll be driving, you know, one of my teens and it's dark and I'm in the parking lot for a half hour and I'll like respond to an email. And it's like, oh my God, don't set that precedent. And I'm like, I'm not telling people to work. I'm just you know, you do things when you do them. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I like, I always felt that way as a lawyer too, with like client response times. And it was like, yes, sometimes you have clients who just don't have any boundaries and they will, you know, they, they'll send without thinking and want a response. But sometimes people like genuinely want the comfort or something. And I would respond at all different hours, not because I was like a workaholic or because like I was, it was because, you know what, here's a person who trusts me and I can feel it on their end that they need just a little bit of reassurance. You and just, that's what it was about. You hit the nail on the head. And that is why I excelled at my other company and client service. It wasn't, I was at their beck and call bringing them, you know, like cherries on a plate. It was more, I want to make them feel good right now because they're stressed. And I don't want the team to get 20 emails tomorrow knowing how stressed they are and then perceive it as they're pissed off when it might not be that, right? So if you can calm someone down or do something in the moment, don't look at it as work. It's more empathy and just building yeah. a relationship, right? All right. Yeah, agree. Completely agree. So I'll I'll wait for the DMs to come in where people are telling me that I'm wrong. <laughs> but whatever. And, I'm wrong it's, too, maybe. It's, and look, you you and I know it's all what suits you, right? It's all I know. That's why we all have different jobs. You know, it's kind yeah. of how you roll, right? Totally, totally. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I've always say like, I don't have any chill. And I just don't like it. Yep. I just can't operate that way. And I know you are the same way. Too. Totally. So all right, what is the difference then between for you, happiness and success? Is it the same thing? No. Um, you know, I've been very blessed in my life to work hard and have different successes with whether it was a marriage or monetary friendship, you know, what have you. But I've come to realize in life, like we all know, things do come and go and it's a natural progression and it's okay and it's good because there's other things coming, which sometimes you don't see as a young person. So I think that's what's really skewed my view a little bit where I'm not about things anymore. It's so funny. I became like Marie Kondo and like this minimalist the past few years and got rid of like a lot of art and clothes, not in any statement politically, but more because I just want a simple life as much as I can and what I can control. And I think now happiness is more piece of what I can control and not what not what's expected of me as an ex-CEO, as a single mom, as a de- like I don't go anymore by what's expected of me, which is a big change. And that's where a lot of my happiness comes. And when you're that passionate about something, the money will come. I've learned that. So yeah. now it, you know, happiness totally trumps success. And you know, it's funny, I look upon, you know, we all have these accolades and they're wonderful and you thank people for giving them to you. And it's, it's such an appreciation and I'm the most generous person like you. So I, I like it and I appreciate it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not that like, well, you know, when I sold my company, it's like, you see who's kind of there and says hello and checks in on you. And so it's like, it's more about that happiness and those OG people that will come through for you. And um, you can't, I can't see it until you're at a certain point because that's just the way it rolls. But that's, that's what's different for me now. 
I, I love that. And I think that this also, like you and I meeting, also speaks to being open to re- new relationships. I think often people get to a point in their life and they're like, no, I have my circle of friends and that's it. Yep. And I have my circle of friends too. And some of them are really old friends and they kind of fit in a certain place. Totally. And then I have these other amazing people in my life that fit into where I am now. Yes. And so it's just being open to those relationships and meeting someone and saying, totally. oh my God, you have lived a life. And yep. you know, how can we share that and help so each other? That's what it is. And you want to, and you look like we have goosebumps. It's like, good. It's why I did a reel on that about like my old um, therapist in Pittsburgh when I lived there for 10 years said, you know, where do you get your goodies every day? That's not your kids, your partner. It's like, yeah. My mailman, I like literally talked to him 10 minutes a day and we're like, Ooh, and you know, the person at the drive through and folks like you, where I can say, Oh my God, I totally know you get this being divorced, being, you know, like understanding that those are the people along the way that get you through the days. You're always going to have the people you yeah. connect with and are lifelong friends and they're amazing, but being open to just different experiences when they come is that's where the joy and happiness has to come. Um, especially in this world that we're living in now, you, you know, you kind of, need that to feel kind of good, whole and supported, frankly, you know, I love that. I love that so much. So you are sponsoring the She Who Wins Summit. And I am so, so grateful for that. So excited. You'll be there. (laughs) I will be be there in person. How do people work with you, find you if there's entrepreneurs out there who are like, you know what, I need someone like G to help me guide me on my solopreneur journey. How do they connect with you? Totally. Well, you know, email is always great. And we'll definitely put that up. I actually have a website launching early next week. So that's going to be a great place. And I'd say the best place is my Instagram, because I have so many videos about topics I talk about. And it's g.personalbusinessally. Um, so you guys can find me there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and other channels, but I think to get my vibe more, not that you haven't in the past half hour, but you know, if you want to go to IG, it's the best place. And then I'll have a site soon that will showcase kind of how I work and, you know, all that good stuff. But I I can't wait to meet all the other speakers and ladies and it's going to be great. What what is the website? Because by the time this drops, the website will be active. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So gpersonalbusinessally.com. Amazing. All right. Final question then for you. Yes. What does winning mean to you? You know what? Um, I had so many years I didn't sleep because I was so worried about what everyone else thought. And honestly, these days I could go to bed at eight and wake up at eight and I feel like a good night's sleep on the pillow. Maybe that's the OG Italian in me, but that's kind of it. And like knowing I positive, like I was at dinner with my kids the other night and we were talking about life lessons and they're like, yeah, you know, live in the moment more. Did it? Knowing some of that is filtering um, and getting a good night's sleep fills me up. I think that's kind of winning at this point. That's amazing. I love that answer. No one has ever answered that. Winning is a good night's sleep. And you know what? I totally agree with you. <laughs> when you get to a certain point in your life and when you're not sleeping, like a good night's sleep is it's hard. absolute. It's hard. That, is, that is victory. <laughs> it is like, I was like, oh my gosh, I just only got up one time. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So that to me is like a big, it's like a big achievement and I feel great. So <laughs> amazing. Gee, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Renee. You're awesome. Thank you. You are too. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. <laughs>